0: Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.
1: Tonight's story is called Dashi and the Curse of the Wood Poison. The aquanauts had seen all kinds of strange things in their travels, all kinds of magical creatures, undersea uh, caves and caverns and treasures, all kinds of things. But they didn't just explore things under the water, they would explore things above the water, or in this case, on the water. For the most part in the sea, the only thing you find on the water is icebergs and seaweed and fish that live close to the surface. But today was a very interesting day, because today the aquanauts had found something they had never seen before. Floating sea rose bushes. Aquanauts, today we are going to go and explore the sea rose bushes floating on the surface of the ocean. Oh, that sounds amazing, said Peso. Captain. What do we know about these rose bushes? Do they have thorns? Do they poke? Do they bite? Do they alive? Do they just stand still? What kind of roses are all these? Captain Barnacle said, Quasi, that's exactly what we're going to find out. Dashie, we need you to come along to photograph everything. Shellington, you need to come and take notes in your book so we have a record of the things we learned today. Aye, Captain, said Dashie. Oh well, yes, of course, sir, said Shellington. Aquanauts? Yeah.
2: But he's not careful in the gups. He always crashed them on and Rain and
1: That's right. That's why he's not going to drive one. He's just going to be in one while it's driven. Captain Barnacle said, Aquanauts, to the Gup X. That's the biggest Gup in the world that
2: never breaks, but all the other ones, you know, dogs, they could get crushed and smashed and break.
1: Yep. Captain Barnacle and all the Aquanauts that were coming with him went to the Gup They all got in swam out of the hatch and up towards the surface. You
2: mean the octo-hatch?
1: Yes, the octo-hatch. They could see the surface of the water approaching because the water around them became lighter, and yet they could see that something was floating on the top of the water as well. Like a big wreath, the roses from underneath looked like a large circle. Aquanauts, we're going to come up in the center of the rose circle. Prepare yourself. The aquanauts came up with a splash out of the water. The gupex rested on the surface. Looking around, Dashie could see a ring of roses, and they were in the center. These roses weren't like regular roses. They were very big. Very big. In fact, you could fit two aquanauts in just the petals alone. Wow, said Dashie. This place is beautiful. It sure is, Dashie, said Captain Barnacles. Nevertheless, aquanauts, use caution. This is new. And they may not look intimidating or dangerous, but that doesn't mean it's not. Be careful. Oi, oi, Captain, said Quasi. The aquanauts got out and swam up to the rose bushes, climbing up on the petals. Quasi said, Blimey, these things are very soft. Oh, and they smell amazing. Peso said, Oh, yes, they're quite beautiful. But look at these thorns. These could be very dangerous. Careful, anyone. Don't get cut. And if you do, let me know. I am a doctor or i'm a medical personnel and i help any animal that is sick or injured the aquanauts went about their business that's right injured needs hurt the aquanauts went about their business each aquanaut exploring this strange floating rose island that made a circle and a little lagoon in the center shellington took detailed notes noting that the petals were big and that they smelled lovely but that the thorns were also big and quite dangerous. Dashy went about taking all her pictures. Quasi and Peso also were gathering information, along with Captain Barnacle. While the aquanauts were busy looking at the roses, they weren't paying attention to the rose vines. The rose vines weren't still like regular rose plants. These were moving. No, they were hunting. The vines twisted and turned, and snuck up on some of the aquanauts. They almost attacked Quasi, but he did a jump just at the last second before the rose plant was able to swipe him. He didn't even notice it, though, because he was so busy looking at the big petals. But Dashie wasn't so lucky. She was photographing some of the thorns she was looking at underneath a big petal, and a vine slithered in behind her, its thorns sharp and ready. The vine struck. Whoosh! The vine went out and slashed, and it cut Dashi dashy on her arm and on her leg. And she went, ow, I got stung by thorns. All the aquanauts
2: stung. scratched,
1: cut. She got cut, I got cut by the thorns. All the aquanauts turned to look at once at this point. The vines knew that they had been found out. They all came to life at once, wiggling and trying to attack the Aquanauts. Captain Barnacle said, "Aquanauts, back to the Guppies now!" The vines slithered through the water after the Aquanauts, trying to catch them before they could get to the Gup. All the Aquanauts. They they were, were attached to
2: the tree, they couldn't get in the water.
1: Well, they could get in the water, but they were still attached because they were really long, like ropes. All the aquanauts got into no, the they gup.
2: Couldn't. they were just long enough to touch the beach sand. they were not long enough in the water.
1: Okay. They were able to reach out over the water, not getting into the water, to try and catch the aquanauts. The aquanauts got into the gup, and the vines grabbed the gup X, wrapping around it, trying to keep it in place and not let it go. Captain Barnacle said, We need to get out of here. Full power. He pushed go on the gupex, and the gupex began to swam down, 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 and the vines were hanging on as tight as they could, but the gupex was strong. It pulled away, and the vines had to let go. They swam away from this floating wreath of giant rose petal thorns. Dashy sat on the ground. She was holding her cuts, which were really ouchy. Peso said, oh no, Dashy, let me help you. He bandaged her. But it didn't make her feel any better. She said, Peso, it still hurts. Oh no, let's get you to the medical bay and get you some medicine. He took her to the medical bay and he used his medical instruments to check her out. This is strange. It looks like when you got scratched, the rose bushes put some sort of poison in you. Dashy said, oh no. Captain Marnacle said, poison? What kind of poison? Peso? Peso said, Captain, I don't know. I've never seen a poison like this before. Quasi, who was also there, said, Blimey, look at your leg and arm! Dashie looked at her leg and arm, and she noticed something that was very scary to her. Her skin was starting to turn into wood, like the tough bark, or the... Not the tough bark, but the, uh, the tough exterior of the rose bushes. The way the thorns and, and vines uh, were all intertwined, her skin was starting to look like that, and it was spreading from where she got cut. Oh no, said Dashy. what's happening? Quasi looked again. It looks like your skin is turning to wood. Oh no, what are we going to do? Peso said, Captain, I don't know how to heal this. This is strange, I've never seen anything like this before. It's almost magical. Captain Barnacle said, Well then, we need to turn to our friends that know magic. Uh, Quasi, sound the octo-alert. Quasi sounded the octo-alert. Everyone went to... HQ, except for Dashie and Peso, who had to stay in the hospital. Captain Barnacle said, Octonauts, we need magical help from our magical friends. He turned on the screen and made a call. He made a call to Astro, their magical unicorn friend. He said, Astro, we have a problem. Dashie has been stung by some magical thorns and is turning into wood. We need your help right away. Will you come to the octopod? Astro said, yes, right away. Captain Barnacle made the same call to True and Barnaby. They also said they would come. Captain Barnacle raised the octopod all the way to the surface of the water, but not until he got away from the floating Rose Island so they would be safe. A yellow portal appeared above the octopod, and out of it came True, Barnaby, and Astro. They went into the octopod to see Dashy. Yep, said True, her skin is turning to wood. Astro said, it is indeed. This is a magical poison. Dashy said, what do I do? Dashie was scared. She didn't know what to do, and she was turning into wood. It was, turn- it was getting hard to move her arm or her leg. Astra said, You won't do anything. You need to stay here and rest. We need to go get some special medicine from the Magic Market and bring it back to you to stop this poison. Magic Market, said Captain Barnacles. That sounds amazing. It is. It's a magical, wonderful place. We will go get medicine. And then we will bring it back to Dashie. Quasi said, oh, I'm going to go with you. She's an Aquanaut, and she's going to get help from an Aquanaut. Quasi said, um, Astro said, fine, Quasi, come with us. So Quasi, True, Barnaby, and Astro left. They jumped into a yellow portal. Yeah,
2: we got the barnacles that I'm going to help, Dashie. Well, they went to
1: Belgium, so that's, that's right. Captain Barnacle and, Qu- and Peso were helping Dashi. Quasi was going through the yellow portal for the first time. He had seen it, but he had never been in it. Inside, he was tossed and twirled and tumbled, tumbling again and again and again. And he he was just like, oh, 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 oh and he said, oh, "I feel a little sick," <laughs> as he flew through the tunnel. He came out on the other side. They came out into a clump of grass that had a huge stone cliff solid piece of rock in front of it. Kalsy said, I thought you said we were going to go to a market. There's nothing here. We're in the middle of nowhere. Astro said, It only looks like we're in the middle of nowhere. The market is secret. She waved her magic unicorn horn, which began to glow with magic. The magic seeped from her horn as she touched the rock in front of it. In the front of her, it began to glow with symbols. All around it, stars and moons, funny shapes that Quasi had never seen before. All of it, And they all appeared in these circles within circles. As things glowed, the circles began to move, turning counter to one another. They could hear the sound of stone grinding. Then, all at once, the circles seemed to sink into the rock face as if it was creating a tunnel. And it did a tunnel right into the rock face with a light at the end. True said, All right, let's go. They all went into the light. Through the dark tunnel, as they came out on the other side, Quasi said, Wow, this is amazing! They were in a marketplace, hundreds of people and vendors, flying creatures he had never seen before, creatures on walking and talking on two legs that he had also never seen before, goblins and fairies, all kinds of magicalness. Oh, I've never seen anything like this. The Ocknots would love to come here. Barnaby said, Maybe someday we'll bring everybody here, but not today. We need to go get the medicine. That's right, said True. But this is a special medicine. We have to get it from a special place. And it's not going to be cheap. Quasi said, Oh, don't you worry. The Ocknots can cover whatever the cost. Astro said, it's not money that makes this expensive. Quasi said, I don't understand. Well, you will when we get there. They walked through the streets. Quasi took it all in. He had never seen so many different things. Puffs of multicolored clouds, of smoke and magic and glitter. People shooting lightning from their wands, All kinds of interesting things to see and eat. But he was on a mission, so he went with his friends. They turned it down an alley in this strange marketplace, and the alley was dark. There was no vendors there. There was no one there. It was a little intimidating, and it was cold. Quasi said, what is this place? Astra said, this is where we gotta go to get the special medicine. The poison in Dashi is very, very unique. Only one person makes an antidote. Alright, let's go then. So back on the octopod, Captain Barnacle and Peso were trying to take care of Dashi. By this time, her whole arm and leg had turned into wood, and the other arm and leg were starting to change as well. I'm scared, Captain. I'm worried I'm going to turn into a wooden doll, Peso said. Don't you worry. Your friends will help you. They'll be back soon. Don't you worry. Back in the alley, Quasi came to what looked like a huge wooden door. It was very old and very worn. It was kind of ugly, actually, but also beautiful in the way it was designed. Quasi lifted his hand. He was going to knock, and True said, Wait! Quasi stopped. Shouldn't we knock? No, we don't knock on this door. She pulled out of her backpack a wish, a little yellow wish with a bright smile. The wish was waiting for her to give him a command and say, change into something, but she didn't. She just said, All right, little wish, thank you for helping us. She held up the wish to the door. The center of the door opened, a bright keyhole. And the wish was sucked into the keyhole the keyhole went dark and then it turned and the door opened the door opened from the bottom up instead of in and out it just slid up like a big castle gate door and they went in inside it was quiet and dark but there was the sound of bubbling and brewing and uh, tinkering as glass and potions were being mixed There was a huge desk filled with papers of all kinds, very old, very big books everywhere. Behind the desk was a large bird with a very big beak and very small wings. Kind of awkward looking, but scary nonetheless. His eyes were piercing. The bird looked up and said, "'True, Astro, it's been a long time. What brings you to my shop?' "'Quasi said, "'My name is Quasi. "'I'm here because my friend has been poisoned "'and is turning into wood, and we need help. "'We need a potion to cure her. "'Do you have it?' "'The big bird looked at Quasi, but said nothing. "'Looking back at Astro, said, "'Why have you come to my shop?' "'Astro said, "'Quasi is correct. "'We're here to get antidote for a giant rose thorn poison.' "'Ah,' said the bird.' That is not cheap. What have you brought me for payment? True looked at Barnaby, and Barnaby looked at Astro. This was going to be tough. How do you think they're going to get the medicine, Lily? What do they need to give the bird to get the medicine? Toys, huh? Yeah. What kind of toys?
2: Baby dolls.
1: Baby dolls? Yeah. All right. Baby dolls it is. True looked at the bird and said, we have brought you toys. The bird said, Toys, eh? What kind of toys? Astro said, We have brought you a baby doll. A baby doll? How interesting. I don't have a baby doll in my toy collection. But I am looking for one. Show me. True took out her last two wishes. They both smiled in their glowing yellow faces. She pressed them together, and they turned into kind of almost a yellow glowing clay. With a few moves of her hand, she seemed to sculpt the rough form of a baby doll child, which became an actual toy doll. She gave the baby doll to the bird. As she handed it to the bird, the baby doll opened its eyes. It stood up. Its wooden hinged joints seemed to move on their own. It had a smile on its face, and it began to play on the desk. The bird said, ah, a magic baby doll. This will fetch a nice price here in the market. This is fair. I will give you the medicine you seek. He turned around and opened a huge bureau. In it, all kinds of liquids and potions. He pulled out a tiny, small vial. It had a purple liquid in it that glowed a deep purple. Give this to your friend, but do it before she turns into complete wood. If she turns all the way to wood, there is nothing that can save her. Astro took it, using her magic horn. Thank you. And they left. Quasi said, Who was that guy? And what was that doll? Astro said, I'll talk about it later. We've got to go. If we don't get this to Dashy soon, she's going to turn into wood, and then there's nothing we can do. All right, said Quasi. He jumped onto Astro's back. Barnaby also jumped onto Astro's back, and so did True. Astro said, all right, we got to move, and she began to gallop. They left very fast. They left the dark alley back into the marketplace they went, all the way back to where they came in through the cave that came out of the circles in the cliff wall. When they were back in the field, the yellow portal opened, and they were going back to the octopod. Back at the octopod, though, they were having trouble Dashie's whole body had turned to wood, except for her head. And Quasi was worried. Oh no, Captain, it's creeping up the back of her head. The Captain looked. Dashy's head was indeed turning into wood. Her arms were wood, her legs were wood, everything was wood. The back of her head was beginning to turn into this same barky, viney wood, and it was creeping and almost covering up her face. Captain, where are they? They need to get here Quick. Captain Barnacle said, They'll be here, don't worry. At that moment, a yellow portal opened up over the octopi. The four friends came out and hurried down into the medical bay. They came in. Dashie said, My friends! Thank you for... Fun. Just as she was talking, her mouth turned into wood. The only thing that wasn't wood left was her eyes and her nose. Barnaby handed the special magic to Peso and said, we need to get this in her right away. Peso looked. Every part of her was wood, except for her nose. He said, well, she can't drink it, so we'll have to put it in through her nose. Dashi's eyes were the only thing that could move, and they got big like, what? Dashi took the medicine and put it in a special medical instrument, and he squirted it right into her nostrils. Dashie went, <laughs> but she couldn't move because every part of her was wood. And then, just as Peso finished putting in the last bit of medicine, all of Dashi turned to wood. Her eyes went hard, and everything was solid. She was all wood. Captain Barnacle said, oh no, are we too late? Peso said, I don't know. The friends waited, and they waited, and they waited. Then finally, Barnaby said, look! They looked into Dashy's eyes, which were just pieces of wood now. But all of a sudden, they saw the pupils come back in and into color. The white of her eyes came back. All of a sudden, her face came back, her head came back, and her arms and her legs all started to turn back into Dashy. She was completely cured. All of the wood skin has left. She sat up and said, (gasps) She coughed. But she felt much better, and her cuts were gone. Thank you so much, my friends. Thank you for saving me from that horrible rose-poisoned bush, Astro said. It's our pleasure, Dashie. You're one of our best friends, and we don't want to lose you. Dashie said thank you so much. All of the Aquanauts got together. They came up to Hitch HQ, and they celebrated the fact that they had saved their friend. While they were singing and dancing and doing their, um, creature report, Quasi sat quietly pondering what he had seen in the marketplace, in the shop, and with the wooden doll that came to life. The Aquanauts once again were together, best friends forever, until their next adventure, the end.
0: Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named astro who was made up by my daughter to be fair astro is not always in the stories many of these adventures feature just my kids favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment but astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast I record these stories on my phone in my kid's room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long, and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes… it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up, with my 5 year old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them, we have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.